tells a medrash that Yirmiyo went to the Maris and Machpelah to awaken the Avis to daven for Klai Yisrael to be saved, and each one tried to invoke their particular schus for Hashem. Avram mentions the Ten Nisyonis, Hashem counters with the violation of the Aseris Adibris, Yitzhak mentions the Akeda, but Hashem counters with the murder of Zechariah. And finally, Rachel mentions her schus of giving this simonim, and then <coughs> Hashem promises to bring Klai Yisrael out of Golis. And I heard explained that what Rachel did was the epitome of Ahavas Chinam. It was, it was essentially undeserved love. She had every reason not to give the Sumanim. And she had every reason to be angry at Leah for stealing her husband. And she could have chosen otherwise. And Yaakov Avinu advised her otherwise. She actually was going against his command. But there was nothing she could care about other than her sister's embarrassment. And it's that... That midah of, of feeling the tsar of others and, and being nice of oil and li- literally placing yourself in another pers- person's position was the schos of Rachel and it's our schos as well. And to that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no counter. If, there's no argument against that. If, if Rachel is able to discount everything that would justify her not, not helping Leah, and nevertheless she helped Leah, so then Hashem is, so to speak, forced to agree to take Klai Yisrael out of, out of Golis, despite that they don't deserve it. Kapitol Chavzayin, is another medrash, how Yirmiyo met a Malach, who was in the form of a woman, who was representing Knesset Yisrael, so to speak, the, the soul of Klai Yisrael as a whole. And Yirmiyo tells her to do tshuva, but she was despondent. And she instead asked Yermio, she beseeched Yermio to daven to Hashem, who then cries out, Mala av What will be with the father who sends his children to Golis? And uh, yeah. the next kina as well deals with the Shekinah crying and mourning over the pain and refusing to be comforted. And we see in the Medrash also that Yermio and Navi, when he went, he accompanied, he accompanied Kal Yisrael al-Naraz Bavel. And then it came time for him to turn back because the Kaddish Baruch Hu told him that if you stay with them, then I will return to Eretz Yisrael and be together with the Golos in Eretz Yisrael who was left there. But if you go back then, and be with the people in Eretz Yisrael, then I will accompany Kaddish Yisrael into Golos. And Yirmiyahu Navi said, it's much more important that you accompany them. I'm here today and I'm gone tomorrow. You'll, you'll be with them forever. And when Yirmiyahu Navi left, and the Kali saw him leaving, and they started crying, and they said, why don't you stay with us? How could you leave us? What's going to be with us now? And Yirmiyahu told them that if you would have only cried when you were still in Eretz Yisrael, then it wouldn't have needed the oldest Golas, and we wouldn't have needed the Charb Mesa Mikdash. And now that you're crying, it's, it's too late. It's, once the destruction happened, there's a, whole, there's a long trip, and a long way back to, to accomplish the Tikkun necessary to be able to do Tshuva. And... This is what we see in this kinna that Kali Yisrael was very difficult for them to repent in Eretz Yisrael. They were too comfortable or they too, were too meyuyish. They didn't think they could repent. Nor I was called
The next Kina, Kina Lamed Aleph is a very well-known Kina. It's when we make a comparison of B'tseisi Yerushalayim, B'tseisi Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, and Many kehilos have a minute to say it with a nigan, with a with a nusach, and we make various comparisons. Right in the beginning, we say as Yashir Moshe Shir Nasha When we left Mitzrayim, we had the Shira of Moshe Rabbeinu, and uh, it was a Shira which wasn't forgotten. But by when we left Yerushalayim, the Shira, so to speak, we had was the Kina of Yermio and Navi, which is which is of course Echa. A few weeks ago in Parshas Pinchas, we spoke that Chazal and Yalka draw many comparisons between Moshe Rabbeinu and Yermio Hanavi. And when Moshe Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Navi, I'll appoint a Navi like you, it was referring to Yermio Hanavi. And both of them prophesied for 40 years, both of them were betrayed by their own shevet, so on and so forth. And when Chazal say something like that, it means to say that their mission was a very similar mission. And even though it seems that their mission was the opposite, that Moshe Rabbeinu took Klai Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael and Yermio took Klai Yisrael out of Eretz Yisrael, what the message is is that they were actually doing the same thing. On the contrary, Yermio and Navi was taking Klai Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael and the only way they could go into Eretz Yisrael was by leaving. Their staying in Eretz Yisrael would have caused their own destruction. So in order for them to be able to return and to be able to live in Eretz Yisrael, it was necessary for them to leave Eretz Yisrael. So Yermiyol was doing the same thing as Moshe Rabbeinu. He was trying to bring Klai Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he brought Klai Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael, they had to go through the Midbar first. They had to go through a, they had to go through a whole uh, a classroom of Bitachin, of Man, of the Be'er, of the Ananiya Kavid. They had to get to a level where they could live in Eretz Yisrael, where they trusted and had enough faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Yermiyol bring us into Galus, and our Galus right now is the same trip, the same trip through a Midbar, the Midbar Amim to learn betachen, to learn faith, so that we can go back into Eretz Yisrael. And that's why that, that Haftar ends with Koyam HaShem, Zechart L'chol Chesed Nuraich. HaShem says, I, I remember the Chesed that you did when you followed, the faith you displayed when you followed Moshe Rabbeinu into the Midbar, and that's the kind of Amuna that HaKadosh Baruch demands of us, in Golas as well. And that's the comparison we're making. 
we're bemoaning the fact that we left Mitzrayim, it was such uh, and we left for the same purpose in order to achieve the same thing to get to Eretz Yisrael and we, there was with such a Aras Panim, it was with Shira, it was Zimra, there was with a Mikdash, there was a Kriyas Yamsov, there was Mon, each one of those things, there's the Harsina, each one of those is a stanza in the Skina, and yet when we left Yerushalayim trying to accomplish the same thing, there was just one pain and one sorrow and one suffering after another. Every aspect of, of, of Gu'ulo that we experienced in Mitzrayim, we experienced the opposite on uh, our way out of on our way out of uh, of Yerushalayim, and we say also Basi Hiskainin Vishachan Allah Anan the Tzesim Mitzrayim the Beis Mikdash or the Mishkan was uh, established and the the cloud of of Hashem Shechina rested upon it when I left Mitzrayim. Mechamis Kill Shachan Alaik Anan about the anger of Hashem rested upon me like a dark cloud. The Tzesim. And it's also another important point we're trying to make when we say this kina is the the contrast, the the amount, the, the level that Klal Yisrael fell when they left when we left Yerushalayim, when we left our status, when we were in Eretz Yisrael, when we were thinking when things were the, meant, the way they were meant to be, we were on the top of the world. Shleimah was the the golden time of Klal Yisrael ruled over the whole world, and different kings when they did the mitzvahs, when they didn't serve by Zara, they tr- they too tr- too were. Well, a world power. And then when Klai Yisrael left, we were thrown down, Hishlech Mishamayim Eres Tferes Yisrael, we were thrown down, and we lost everything, and the fall itself caused such tremendous damage that, that Klai Yisrael was almost not able to recover just from the fall itself. They almost were not able to do tshuva. In the first Galus and Galus bubble, they married non-Jewish women. They, did, they stopped doing mitzvahs. Chagai Hanavi had to teach them how to do, build a sukkah again. He had to teach the Kahanim how to do Avaidah, and wasn't that such a long time, it was just 70 years. But the, 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 just the, the effect of being taken out of Eretz Yisrael and being cast down and destroyed in such a way almost shattered Klai Yisrael totally. And that's, the, the, the contrast is actually one of the aspects of greatness of Klai Yisrael. It's because we are so great that when we fall, we fall to such a low level. The famous Chazal that the Gemara tells in Subas that Rechem and Zakai was riding on a donkey through the streets of Yerushalayim and he saw a woman trying to find something to eat in the most disgusting garbage. And when she saw him, she covered her face with her hair and she said, Rebbe, can you please give me something to eat? And he asked her, who are you? And she said, I'm the daughter of Nakdim and Ben-Gurion. And he was one of the wealthiest men in Yerushalayim. And Rechem said, I remember... I was one of the people who signed on your ksuba when you got married, and there was written thousands upon thousands of gold coins. So Rav began to cry, and he said, Ashracha <clears throat> Yisrael, when you do retain Shemayim, no nation, no power can have control over you. But when you don't serve Hashem, you fall into the hands of the lowliest of nations, and even lower than them, you fall into the hands of their animals. And this, the morale explains, and others in the Kuzuri, they say that when... Uh, when Klai Yisrael has their own madrega of Yisrael, we're not in the, the madrega of Umasailam, we're not in the, we're, we're in our own category. And when we lose our status, we don't just fall to the next category. We don't become Umasailam, we don't become a Tzemeach, we don't become a Daimim, we lose everything. And we fall below all categories. Well, we either have our madrega or we have nothing. So that's what Chalaj Rabbi was crying about. Here was a person who was on the top of the world, the wealthiest person in the world, the richest person, the most esteemed person in the world. And when she lost her level, she fell down to below the behemoths of, of, of the enemies. She was taking food from, from the behemoths food. And that, that doesn't just demonstrate how terribly we fell, but also how great we are. 
that it's either we keep our madrega or we, or we have nothing. Our madrega can't have a second step. It can't have a step lower. There's no middle ground. And that's the point, partially, of the Tzaisim and Mitzrayim and Tzaisim and It's to demonstrate that tremendous fall, the tremendous contrast between what Klai Yisrael could be and should be and what Klai Yisrael is as a result of Golos. Hino Lamedalet tells the story of the, the dam of Zechariah Hanavi. We actually mentioned it a few times already in the Kino. We even mentioned uh, what happened a little bit. But this one it tells the story by Rihus. And one important thing to realize is that how much after it was, how much after the fact that Zechariah was killed was this story that, that, sh- that blood was still boiling and the Nakama and the, the punishment was given. So Zechariah lived during the time of Yayash. This isn't the Zechariah of Chagat Zechariah Malachi, this is Zechariah ben Ida Anavi. Zechariah, the son of Yayada Akayin. And uh, he was. So he's learned during Yoyash. So Yoyash lived 40 years, Amatia 29, Uziah 52, Yosem 16, Achaz 16, Chizkiah 29, Menashe 55, Amon 2, Yeshio 31, Yachaz 3, Yayakam 11, Yayakam 3, and Sidkiyo 11. It's a total of 298 years. So this happened some 300 years almost after, after the, the, the Avera happened, after the sin that they killed Zechariah. 300 years later, if you think about that, 300 years ago, who lived 300 years ago? That was like before the time of the Baal Shem Tov. Can you imagine us being held responsible for something that Klai Yisrael did 300 years ago? But what happened was, was a very intense thing. Zechariah was the son of Yahyada. Yahyada was the one who saved Yayash. Yayash had been almost killed by, by uh, Asalia, who had killed out all the sons of David and Malach, all the, 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 the all his descendants. And uh, he saved him, and he installed him back into power. And Zechariah, the son of Yahyada, was a Navi, and he was giving Musar to Klal Yisrael about the fact that, that Yahyash had then made himself into a Navi Zara because he had survived in the Kedusha Kedushim for so long. And he was giving Musar to Klal Yisrael about this, and he was in the courtyard of the base of Mikdash, it was on him Kippur. And the king himself, Yahyash himself, commanded that Zechariah be stoned. So it was an act of extreme Kofi Taif. It was a betrayal of the highest degree to kill the son of the person who saved your life and restored your kingdom. And Nebuzaradan and found the blood boiling and was determined to appease the blood. And he killed hundreds of Jews and it didn't stop. And finally he raised his eyes to Shemayim and he said, Hashem, do you want me to kill all of them? And then it stopped. And then he ran away and he became a ger. And Rameir was his grandson. And it just demonstrates to us the power of a single Avera. One single Avera. It didn't go away, and it, could cause, it caused an inestimable amount of destruction 300 years later. And we were held responsible for it. Which means that the lack of Akara Satayv, the lack of the Kafi the, Tayv the involved, hadn't been really hadn't been rectified. And that's the only thing that can really atone for an Avera. And people being killed didn't even atone for the Avera either. The only thing that atoned was when someone came to the recognition that this is what Hashem wants. When an Avera happens, it has to be rectified. Shuvah has to happen. And that's an important point to, re- to recognize about the Harbin, that we can't have an atonement and we can't ha- have a change until we, re- we, we hit that realization. And there's also a very important point that a number of Svarim bring out. And they say that you look at the Harbin, the Chazal tell us it happened because of the problems between Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. So one person effectively brought the Harbin. And this one Avera that happened with Zechariah ben Idai caused the death and destruction of so many thousands of people. 
And what that tells us is that if one person can cause the destruction, it can be the catalyst for the destruction, for the carbon, then one person can also be the catalyst for the, rebuild, the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash. It's all it takes. It can be the same way one Avera has the power to do such a thing. One mitzvah has the power of Kabbalah The Kaya Chatayv is stronger than the Kaya Chara. So the, it's, it's within the power of one person to be misabal the right way, to, to do tshuva, to inspire others, to inspire Klal Yisrael. And one person's effort has the ability to be the catalyst that can re- rebuild the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Yeah, I'm